emerging markets have become submerging ones, with broad market indexes in negative territory year-to-date. The main Turkey ETF is down over 50% year-to-date, followed by a South Africa-based country fund down over 20%. There is a lot of confusion as to what is going on in these emerging markets, heavily influenced by distorted news coverage. For example, the Trump administration has imposed sanctions on Turkey for its refusal to release an American pastor held on highly sketchy charges of espionage and support for a terrorist group. Similarly, the president's recent tweet threatening sanctions on South Africa for its land expropriation policies sent the RAND tanking. But market observers need to understand that it is not politics but economics that is affecting emerging markets. Politics, of course, plays a role, but it also serves as a decoy, attracting the biggest headlines while obscuring the root causes of the problem. However, investors need to understand that traders aren't overly concerned about the effects of U.S. trade sanctions on Turkey or South Africa. Rather, they're concerned about Turkey's growing indebtedness, and specifically, its dollar-denominated debt. One of the consequences of the global economic crisis is that central bankers brought interest rates down close to zero to spur domestic consumption and investment. The focus was on U.S. corporations and citizens just as the European central bank's focus was on European corporations and citizens. However, many emerging market countries took advantage of the opportunity to borrow money at near-zero rates to finance infrastructure projects, or, the cynic may say, their own re-elections, as pork-barrel bridges to nowhere have gone global. In other words, currencies like the Turkish lira or South African rand have been losing ground now for a period of years. And even if a Trump tweet may precipitate a big single-day move, it is not a primary cause of crisis. So too in Argentina which has borrowed heavily in dollars for years, even issuing a heavily oversubscribed 100-year bond. All of these countries and more are paying the price now that U.S. monetary authorities, for their own domestic reasons, are raising interest rates. Thus, Turks, South Africans, and Argentines have to pay much higher debt servicing costs. Federal Reserve Chief Jerome Powell wants to normalize interest rates, which would strengthen policymakers' ability to respond to a future crisis if needed. He also wants to keep inflation in check. But a key question is how much stress can the most vulnerable economic actors take? Ten years ago this month, Lehman Brothers filed the biggest bankruptcy in history because it lacked the ability to make payments on its debt, which grew to exceed its assets. Lehman Brothers was the smallest investment bank on Wall Street, Yet its failure is widely credited with detonating the global financial crisis. Similarly, today's emerging markets are small relative to economies like the U.S. or China, but several major European banks are significantly exposed to Turkish debt, so the risk of contagion remains high. I am not predicting that Turkey or any other emerging market will be the trigger for the next global financial crisis, but I will point out one major commonality between our situation today and 10 years ago. The crisis 10 years ago was preceded, and some believe caused, by an enormous growth in debt. While U.S. authorities have addressed some of the problems that led to the crisis, such as an overleveraged banking system, debt has not been constrained, but has, according to global consulting firm McKinsey, grown from $97 trillion in 2007 to $169 trillion today. When the next crisis does occur, the global debt cancer is likely to be a primary cause. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.